Welcome to the Keep Idaho Red Radio Show, where you'll hear from national, statewide, and local Republican leaders about the issues that are most important to Idahoans today. Now, please welcome Tom Luna and Vic Miller. Welcome back to Keep Idaho Red Radio here on 580 KIDO 107.5 FM and Vic, our sister station KLIX. And now we're going to turn it over to our, he's coming to studio, which is great. It's like every year we do this around Christmas time where we visit with some of the mayors. Now we're going to have a visit from Mayor of Eagle, Jason Pierce. Good morning to you, Jason. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So we asked, we asked Trevor and we asked uh, Robert Simison, do you have any kind of Pierce Christmas traditions or New Year's traditions that? Uh, that that um, you just makes this time of year special. You know, it's just spending time with family. Right. Um, you know, we've had everything for where we've had forty people at our house to where it's just the four of us: mm-hmm. my wife, my son, and my daughter, and myself. And you like either one? Exactly. And we just make the most out of everything. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard for family to get together, and yeah. so they can't. And then sometimes it's easy, and we do. So, yeah. so let's let's update people. Uh, you know, obviously, I believe the there was a schedule for a conclusion to this process the recall process that was happening in eagle and perhaps um, when when was when did the clock run out on that and what happened did anything happen yeah so 75 days ago there was the start of a recall that was done um, by some citizens of the city of eagle and they had 75 days to collect uh, 4300 signatures um, the last day for them to collect them was december 25th i thought that was a little it's <laughs> a ironic a little ironic what a christmas gift Going yeah, exactly. door to door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, yesterday at 5 p.m. was the last day for them to turn in, and my understanding is they did not turn in any signatures. So I don't know where it went with that. Um, you know, I think so they can't turn them in late. They have that's they have done. dates so, certain. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's it's over now. So um, not sure. You know what the motives were. Um, you know this this council. I, I've been involved in Eagle politics for 20 years. Involved in every aspects of it. And, you know, this council and myself have been more transparent than I've seen in a, in a number of years. Uh, everything from me doing coffee with the mayor, you know, every Wednesday at 9 o'clock you can come and ask questions, um, to, you know, our town halls, to uh, just having a council that's always accessible. You know, I see them return emails, talk to people, you know, hold other things outside of what we do for the city to talk to the local residents. And um, so I think it just kind of spoke that they most likely they didn't get the number of signatures they needed because right. they, didn't they didn't turn, turn anything, anything in. in. And so um, I think it just speaks to the volumes of what we're doing for the community and how we're you know not only being transparent, but we're also you know making good decisions. Most people want to elect their elected officials, and then they want to go live their lives. Right. And you know once you have a group that you can trust and get out there and you can go back to what you're doing, and of course you know we want people to ask us the tough questions. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to answer those tough questions. And like I said, I think uh, we're doing a great job. The council is incredible. Um, I've never seen a council work so hard as these, these four have. Um, you know, I'm not one to, to give options. I'm one to say, hey, here's all the information. You guys need to make the decisions for yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough job because it's part-time. I'm right. full-time. Right. So, you know, I told them if you have any, any questions, you need anything from me, um, let me know. And very rarely do they, do they reach out. 
and I think that's what makes a good council is having people that know the the, the facts and what's going on. Yeah, I don't think I don't think people have enough appreciation. Give give us a sense of what it's like being a councilman. And you you don't get paid a lot. You get you get a lot more grief than you get pay sometimes, right? But you have got a good group. It seems like your group in Eagle Council is working very well together, and they're getting a lot of good things done. Just talk maybe a little bit about the uh, just the appreciation of of having those four people serving. Yeah, like I said. They, they have been incredible. Um, the amount of information that they have to go through and make decisions on—they, um, it, it's really hard to put into words how much time and effort it takes into. People aren't doing this for the money. You know, there's a lot of times when we talk about politics and stuff that happens at the national level where you know people are getting money under hands and you know underhanded and all these other things. This doesn't happen at right, this level, right. right? This is you're going out to dinner with your husband or your wife or your kids, and you know people walk up to you and say, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" Now, hey, I want to cut a question about this or that, and that's why they love to do it. It's because they love their community, right? And, and I'm telling you, uh, Charlie, Brad, Melissa, and Helen have just uh, taken it by the horn and are making good decisions. Um, you know, I, I agree with 99.9% of the stuff that they're doing, um, if not 100. And so you got to remember, I only vote in a tie. Right. And exactly. so, but I am willing to stick my neck out there when good things are happening and, and, and say, hey, I support this stuff mm-hmm. too. You know, you have a lot mm-hmm. of, it's amazing, a lot of elected officials are worried about the next election. And I don't see this with this council. I see them wanting to make the best decisions for the four years they're here. And then if uh, the people don't like the decisions they're making, then they'll go do something else. We're going to have you back for the next segment. But for the next minute, maybe brag a little bit on what you're going to do for New Year's in Eagle. Any Anything special for the city? or No, we don't We don't do. There's a lot of New Year's celebrations. Like no fireworks like Trevor. No, no, no. 100-foot star in the air. No, we don't. You know, <laughs> okay. a lot of families have their traditions that they do right and, and the couples that get together you know we have so many other events throughout the year there's a couple times Eagle fun days yeah. and the great fireworks show and, yeah yeah it's like you know we take off fourth of july because we do fun days the following weekend right so um we celebrate it then but uh, there's so many other things going on in the valley we like to kind of do things on our own a little different so well that's perfect so we're going to be right back uh, on the next segment the last segment of the show it's gone very quickly tom with more of mayor of eagle Jason Pierce. Welcome back to Keep Idaho Red Radio here on 580-KIDO 107.5 FM and Vic, our sister station KLIX in the, in the Magic, Magic Valley. Valley. That's right. So we're, we're grateful to have uh, Jason Pierce, who's mayor of Eagle. I'm a resident of Eagle, and you're doing a great job. I really appreciate what you're doing as mayor. Thank you very much um, for that. And so let's talk about, we, we were talking about, with Trevor Chadwick, mayor of Star, a little bit about some of the things going on economically. So first of all, are you seeing any signs that um, this economy, the Biden economy, is catching up with Eagle? Yeah, well, we're seeing, yeah, we're seeing definitely a downtick in um, building permits, people not coming in to build homes, um, you know, and it ebbs and flows. Uh, you know, we have a little unique situation with us, too. You know, our median price came to a million dollars. I know. It's last year. And so that is a different clientele, right? right? You're talking not only does it go down just because of the price of what it costs to live in Eagle, but also just because of the fact the economy and interest rates and everything else. Mm-hmm. So we are. We are seeing this uh, entitlements are still coming through. You still have developers that are wanting to entitle land and have it ready for uh, to develop when, when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is still happening. 
Um, but yeah, building permits are, are way down right now, and uh, you know we expected that. We we saw a downturn coming, and uh, you know we prepared that for our budget and everything else moving forward. Seems like a lot of commercial development, though. A lot of I see a lot of ground being broken, and I think there's some ideas for downtown. So maybe talk about you know what you're seeing in terms of commercial development. Yeah, so we had uh, believe it or not our fourth building in downtown built, and I think it was 27 years last year. Wow, um, and so wow. Uh, that. Was right behind Heritage Park. Uh, we have um, Doug's Burger Den is getting ready to uh, be a new uh, restaurant. Uh, it'll be a Mexican-themed restaurant called Spitfire Taco. They're, oh, nice. they're working on that and have got their plans and are coming through, so that'll be neat to see ha- come in. Um, the groundbreaking just happened uh, for Gem State Brewing, which is next to the cookie shop there uh, right. by Doug's Burger Den in downtown also. Yes. Uh, the Gathering Place, which was uh, the Orville Jackson's building, recently sold, and that's being remodeled and opening up, I believe, at the uh, middle of January for, uh, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be another place to gather and play pool and Good. shuffleboard and other yep. things. Um, and you know one of the one of the sad things that I'm sad about but excited about at the same time is um, the 31st will be the last day for the uh, Wild West Bakery. Right, they will be closing down, and they are going to the owners of that, along with another owner of some of the property on that corner, are going to start the new project on that corner. Um, so we'll see the barber shop, we'll see the old museum, and we'll see Wild West. Um, kind of go away, which mm-hmm. is going to be awfully, awfully sad. But you know, the yeah, others, those are kind of iconic. I, they are. They're yeah. very iconic. And there's going to be a new building that will go from the old Eagle Hotel all the way to the corner. And so uh, the old hotel will stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other buildings were just falling apart. I mean, if you had yep. been in some of those, you could see yep. some of the ceiling coming down mm-hmm. and other things, and just not the size of what it was they time. Need. Yeah. And, and and like I said, it's it's hard to see it go, but we're excited about the future. And then. Um, so, so that that's happening, and then we also talked about uh, with with the mayor of Star about uh, House Bill three eighty nine, uh, which constricted the amount of budget growth that you could have. You know, for a city like Star, that's a real concern. How has three eighty nine impacted? Eagle, and in general, as you talk to other mayors of other towns, is it having a widespread effect or very little effect across this uh, across the state? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, so there's, you know, three eighty nine is a is a tough tough bill. So it it when you. When you build things, right, you expect those taxes and those dollars to come in to pay for public safety, to pay for parks, to pay for trails. And so um, when you're not able to bring in everything that you are supposed to, then then you can't provide those services that the residents expect. Um, I understand what the legislature was trying to do. They were trying to control some of the um, budgets that were happening. But, right. you know, the people vote for, for the people in the cities. They vote for what they want. Right. And, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, it, it pretty much affected the top 15. I mean, did not affect the top 15 cities in population. It really affected the other small ones. We have 199 cities in this state. And there's a lot of small towns out there that got, you know, just lambasted by this, right? They have a couple remodels and they add two homes and all of a sudden they can't collect the money they need to provide services for sewer or water or police Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And so uh, I think Star got caught up in that, right? They were right at that bubble, and uh, they did. We did not. We only had about a 4.5% um, growth even during these huge times. And so we did not see that really affect more us manageable too much. For right? you. More manageable for us. We're at, we've gotten to that size. You kind of it's, it's amazing. I kind of talk about houses and kind of the number of widgets, right? If you have 1,000 widgets, it costs you more 
per to build it. But once you get more, you, you have a less a cost per person to provide those services and to have those things in the community, which make your community great. And so, um, you know, you just got to make sure you do it in the right way because you can go the other way where you have so many widgets that they start costing you more than what it right. is to do also. so Another thing that makes a city great is um – it's just the the accoutrements, right? I mean, we've got you've got this, uh, you've got some new plans for some sports complexes and shooting ranges and things like that. That you know, just being able the citizens being able to enjoy some of the things um, outdoors and things that make Idaho special. So maybe talk about some of the projects that that Eagle has uh, cooking in terms of of outdoor. Uh, enjoyment. Yeah, so we just actually are. Uh, we just finished purchasing uh, 85 acres off of Highway 16 in Equest to do a regional sports complex. It'll be about 100 acres that will include everything from baseball fields to a flat field. So you're talking soccer, seven on seven football, rugby, mm-hmm. um, all the sports that you can play on grass. You're talking uh, trailheads to the BLM land. You know, 1600 acres of BLM land, and so we're really excited about this. We think this is going to be a huge, uh, not only to bring in revenue to pay for the park from big tournaments and stuff throughout the northwest and the valley as a whole but also uh, for our residents 